Ooh, baby, it's the KML Nestcast. <laughs> and now, your host, May. Ooh, baby. Six simple letters. O H space B A B Y. Think about that for a second. Because that's how we welcome ourselves into the Camel Mess Cast, the week 13. Camel Mess Cast. I'm your host, Maine. Thank you, as always, for joining us on another edition. We took last week off. It was Thanksgiving, friends and family, etc., etc., so forth and so forth. We're back. We're refreshed. And we're ready to rip tonight. Tonight, the normal lineup. A lot to cover. Going to try to keep this to a manageable amount of time already wasted a couple minutes and like already but you know what it's important to lay the foundation for what's about to come later in the show if you don't have a good foundation everything else crumbles you know that that's blue collar construction 101 so take my hand follow me as we work through what's happened in the last two weeks as we do a little bit of analysis in terms of the power rankings who had the best worst couple weeks and maybe Maybe just a little, have a little something for you as a playoff preview, a little primer, if you will, a little something to keep an eye on over the last two weeks, because there are some things to be decided. There's some things that have been decided. There are things to be decided, and there are many things that will be decided in the last two weeks of the KML. Of course, after that, we'll do picks, and then without further ado, we'll jump right into final thoughts and get out of here. So we can all go night nights, because right now, it's November 29th, 2023, 10.47 in the p.m. And first things first, tarp's got to come off. Get that shit out of here. Bare-chested, like a man. Fucking pheromones through this microphone. Keep your car on the goddamn road before you fucking get wet and slide off your seat, bitch. Keeping it basic tonight. Lag news IPA. That's how you wet your whistle when you're about to get into the Blue 20! Blue 20! Weekly recap. What happened the last two goddamn weeks? You want to know? I want to know. The American people want to know. Let's find out. In week 11, first game up was K-Bogos keeping their playoff hopes alive. Thanks to the, the invisible strings being pulled by the Wiz. Over Jerry Dim Husky, 131 to 91.94. What do you need to know here? K-Bogos, high points on the year for him. 131 by a shitload. Jerry Dam Husky trade himself around in circles. He doesn't know which way is up. He's fucking spun around so backwards, frontwards, he's in a pretzel. We'll see how it goes on from there. Cream of the Crops get by Samstown, 122 to 94. Samstown really needed that win, I'm not going to lie. Really could have used that win. Cream of the Crops needed it just as much, and they got by. They got what they needed. What do you need to know here? Ty- Tyree Kill's good. <clears throat> he's home. He's good. And Samstown, Josh Allen is doing it all. But I worry about the depth on that team. Anything with, you know, if Josh Allen has a bad game, how does that team recover? How does that team weather the storm? Just keep an eye on it. Viceless, 
Oh, it's Captain Scurve. Oh, if you remember 14 days ago, I proclaimed the first ever KML Co. Keg Watch Game of the Week and Game of the Week. And let me tell you, it fucking delivered perfectly. Chef's kiss. Two of the lowest scores in the week. Two of the lowest what? Two, two of the lowest four scores in the week. And the Vice is getting the win over Captain Scurve. 90.64 to 89.85. You want to talk about a chance for a stack correction? We had to keep refreshing this game for fucking six days before it went final. In the end, Vices getting the win over Captain Scurve and a very important head-to-head tiebreaker as well for the keg. Straight bumps, homie, losing to Reed and Dwayne Bow. Reed and Dwayne Bow, look at him go. He's been waiting all fucking year for this. 141.18 to 89.61. Little chink in the armor for straight bumps, homie? Let's find out. Gordon Lucko, 126 to uh, three-stripe life over 91. This is after Gordon Lucko did an amazing reverse jinx job. If you remember three weeks ago, Gordon Lucko was on the podcast. Gordon Lucko proceeded to tell me how much Vitaly was going to destroy his team on the way to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas. He's going to, before I leave the tarmac, I'm going to GG him. He's going to fucking kick the shit out of me. Blah, 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 blah. I'm a snake. And all, look what, lo and behold, wins by 30. Amazing, just just an amazing reverse jinx by him. Because you teach a master class on it. And as we've always always discussed, Gordon Lucko goes as the Chargers go. Uh, Herbert and Allen combined for 50, and that's all you need to know. Three-stripe life, plug it along, although he's got a couple injuries we will discuss in a minute. Playing for AR, get it by Salty Dogs, 110 to 70. Just taking care of business. That's all you need to know, just taking care of business. His high score on the week was the Dallas defense. It's a great pickup. If anybody has a corner on the market for defenses in the league, it is Joel David Stein. David Joel Stein? DJ. It's DJ Stein. That wraps up week 11. What happened in week 12, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. In week 12, Cabo Ghost getting another fucking win over the Viceless 138. Another high score for him this year to 98. Again, doing what he had to do. Getting Kyron Williams back. Kyron Williams, 35 points. Scored 138 and his kicker got zero. The whiz. The whiz. He's at it again. Oh, he's at it again. I'm telling you guys. Don't. No, I'm not going to say it yet. Not going to say it yet. Too much football left to be played. Too much football left to be played. What do you need to know? Cabo goes keeping playoff hopes alive. Viceless, still still on keg watch, but it's okay because even the loss, he's got that tiebreaker over Captain Scurve, who, in a related story, lost to playing for AR, 137 to 80. (laughs) Again, playing for AR. I gotta tell you something. He's feeling pretty good. He's feeling pretty good. Getting a little chirpy. Getting a little chirpy in the chirp. He's feeling pretty good. He's popping his collar. He's dusting his shoulders off. I'm telling you. You know he's gearing up for a playoff push. You know he's excited to be back in playoffs for the first time in eight years. For the first time since being a dad. Telling you. Watch him. Keep an eye on the snake in the grass. Because he's a cobra. And he's getting that hood out. And he's starting to get up erect. He's starting to get erect with his hood out. He might strike. You don't want to be the one in the way when he does. (laughs) 
Samstown beating Reading Dwayne Bow in a battle of the Plicker crew, 136 to 112. Reading Dwayne Bow, I think he got himself effectively off keg watch, even at four wins here. Maybe not. We'll see what happens. But Samstown, a much needed win because he couldn't drop two in a row, had to get back in the winning streak, and he projected he got it. And there he goes to 136. What do you need to know? Josh Allen again. 40 points for Josh Allen was enough to get it done good for him. Three-stripe life getting past Jerry Dim Husky, 132 to 112. Again, Jerry Dim Husky just taking it on the chin. Fucking Roman helmet right across the bridge of his nose. If you know, you know. Three-stripe life. Back on track after an off week last week. Jalen Hurts really getting it done for him, which is great. And Jerry Dim Husky, I mean, at this point, you just throw your hands up. What can you do? You know, 113 and you lose it. I mean, you can't do much more than that. Just throw your hands up. I forget what he said. Like, average score to win was like 115 or something like that. You had to get, just, you know, you've done you've done enough. You've done enough. That's all you can do. Straight bumps, homie, 117. Oh, by the way, Jerry Dim Husky had a little bit of trouble come playoffs. We'll talk about that in a second, too. Straight bumps, homie, getting by cream of the crops, 117 to 111. Good hard-fought game. Straight bumps, homie, keeping his hopes alive for that one seed overall in that ever-elusive buy that he's looking for. Cream of the crops. Still okay, still in the driver's seat for playoffs. We'll talk about it in a minute. But uh, could have used that win there. Would have been a nice one to get. Even got a good performance out of Jordan Love. 26 points. Who knew? Last game we had in week 12 was Gordon Lucko over Salty Dogs. Gordon Lucko, another 98-point win because that's what he does. Best, Salty Dogs, 77. And things don't look great in Salty Dogland. It's a lot of words. Let's take a break. Standings after week 12. I'm sad, by the way. Do you realize six teams only have two games left to play? Half of our best friends won't have any more fantasy football to play until next August in two weeks. That's 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 just, I don't it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet, you know, but hey, the season doesn't start for a couple weeks, so... We'll see what happens there. Uh, let's see these standings. We got two teams up at the top at nine and three. Straight bumps, homie, and three stripe life, respectively, locked into playoffs. Congratulations, clap, cheer, whatever. I'm happy for you guys. Then after them, we got a couple of teams at eight and four, playing for AR and Gordon Lucko, respectively. Cream of the crops in fifth place, all alone at seven and five. K Bo Ghost and Samstown currently fighting for the last playoff spot at six and six. Jerry Dem Husky lurking, he lurking. Like the Midnight Whistler. Five and seven, eighth place. Salty Dogs and Reading Dwayne Bow both tied at four and eight. And the Viceless and Captain Scurve, unfortunately, officially eliminated from playoffs at three and nine, with Captain Scurve in the driver's seat for the keg. <sighs> now, one thing I didn't look at is the points for Viceless, Captain Scurve. Well, that's pretty close. Captain Scurve, Viceless got him in points too, so he's got that. Rangeway Bo got it. Oh, salty dogs could be salty dogs. Sneaky salty dogs could be in trouble for the keg. We'll see what happens this week. This is a big week for a lot of different reasons. We will get into all of it. Trades and transactions. I'm gonna need to fucking get my shit together for this too. Oh, so much. Four twenty. Four twenty. Trades and transactions. Now listen. I'm not even gonna try to fucking unravel. The culmination of all these. I know usually when there's like two or three trades that go back and forth, you can kind of say like, well, it ended up being, you know, these two guys for these four guys, but, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> with all the Jay Broad moves, I'd have to fucking flowchart, 
need fucking Excel macros to figure out who's fucking where and what the actual end up trade was. Jay wrote the bond straight in uh, Salty Dogs. They fucking traded, let's see, one trade there, two trades there, three trades there, four trades there, five. They traded five times in the last 14 days. I don't know, man. I guess I could have maybe gone through and tried to figure this shit out. We'll just go one by one. Give some snap judgments, some snap reactions. Let's go. First trade, Thursday, November 16th at 6.08 in the p.m. Salty Dogs sending Joe Burrow, DeAndre Swift, Puka Nakua, and George Pickens. Two, Jerry Rod the Bod for Tony Pollard, Garrett Wilson, Rashi Rice, and Patrick Mahomes. So you break this down. I mean, obviously hindsight's 2020. When this trade was made, Joe Burrow was still healthy. So you got to kind of throw that out. Mahomes for Burrow, whatever. Mahomes has been terrible. Burrow's been awful too. Of course, he's out for the season, whatever. Call it a wash. Maybe a slight downgrade in terms of Burrow before he was injured. DeAndre Swift, Puka, Nakua. Who knows what you're getting there? I like Swift a lot. Nakua, blah, blah, blah. Pickens is an absolute drop. Fuck him. Tony Pollard, Garrett Wilson. Uh, I think I... Uh, well, it's hard now. You gotta get a look at it. I mean, Salty Dogs got off Joe Burrow the, the day before, the day of. Him blowing out his, his fucking whatever he did. Wrist, ankle, knee. No, it was wrist, something in his arm. Before blowing out his ligament. And putting him out for the year. So Salty Dogs won the trade. It's very, it's that simple. It's that simple. You got out of Joe Burrow at the perfect time. Chef's kiss. Tuesday, November 21st, 1.58 the p.m. Salty Dogs and Jerry Dem Husky at it again. Salty Dogs trading Patrick Mahomes and Jamar Chase to Jerry Dem Husky for Jared Goff and DeAndre Swift. <sighs> a reaction to the Joe Burrow trade. I still think I like Patrick Mahomes and Jamar Chase a little bit better than I like Jared Goff and DeAndre Swift. Swift's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Swift's not good. But he's not going to get as many rushing touchdowns as he might if Jalen Hurts wasn't fucking running in from the two every game. So I think I like, I still think Chase has decent value, even with that other guy. And Mahomes, hopefully he wakes up, especially in the playoffs. So I like Mahomes and I like Chase's side just a little bit better, but I see it for both. You know, you got to play that running back tax. That only seems to apply to fucking every other trade, not me. Who knows? Uh, Tuesday, November 21st, 8.54 in the p.m., Three-stripe life and Salty Dogs out at this time. Three-stripe life trading Saquon Barkley, Kyler Murray, and Terry McLaurin to the Salty Dogs for DeAndre Swift, Kenneth Gainwell, and Jared Goff. Salty Dogs won this trade. I mean, it's as simple as that. They got Saquon, who I know is not on a good offense, but he's, he's going to get all the work. And Kyler looks great. So he got an upgrade from Goff, and he probably got an upgrade at running back. Debatable. I mean, it's, it's close between Swift and Barkley. And McLaurin's a kind of a lottery ticket. But overall, I think I'd rather have Kyler. I think I'd rather have Kyler coming down the stretch. So I give the win there to the Salty Dogs. Next trade, Wednesday, November 22nd, 11.41 in the AM. Little baby trade. Salty Dogs trading Raheem Mostert to Jerry Dam Husky for Puka Nakua. <clears throat> I don't know how to feel about this trade. I can see it from both sides, and I always like when it's it's you know, a different position for a different position, one for one, because it's like, it's all roster dependent. What, what are you feeling and need? You need a running back? You need a wide receiver? Trade, trade, trade. You know, who knows what? I think it's a good even trade. I like it. That's one of the better trades. I like Mostert from Nakua. I think that's good value on each side. I can see for each side. Both sides has risk. Both sides has upside. It's a good trade. It's a good trade. I like. Then... <laughs> 12 minutes later, at 11.53, Salty Dogs and Jerry Dem Husky decide they weren't done. Salty Dogs trading Rashi Rice to Husky for Pat Fryermuth and George Pickens. Salty Dogs wins this trade again. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, quite, quite honestly, with the new offensive coordinator, Pickens could be just as good as Rice. I don't think there's enough of an upgrade there that's worth Pat Frymuth. And Pat Frymuth just fucking put up a massive week. Looks great. So he got a good tight end for basically just swapping names that are essentially the same level as wide receiver. Good job, Salty Dogs. Take the win on that one as well. Thursday, November 23rd, 8.58 the p.m., playing for AR. Trading with Jerry Dim Husky this time. Joe Mixon, Cowboys, and Nico Collins to Husky for Tyler Algier and B. John Robinson. <sighs> this is a little bit roster dependent because obviously B. John's the best player involved in the trade. However, Cowboys D is fucking awesome. Joe Mixon should be solid coming down the pipe. And Nico Collins is good. So I kind of like it for both. Again, I think, you know, playing for AR, trading some of his depth to upgrade at a position. Jerry Dim Husky, he did probably didn't know what he was doing, but he's getting more depth. I doubt he even cares about it. But uh, I like it for both. That's good. Good even trade. Got some good trades here. I like this. What else we got going on here? Oh, God. What did I hit? Nope, we're good. Uh, and then Thursday, November 23rd, on Thanksgiving, 9.15 in the a.m., Salty Dogs and Jerry Dim Husky at it again. Salty Dogs trading Tony Pollard and Garrett Wilson to Jerry Dim Husky for Joe Mixon and Nico Collins. I mean, I think I'd... Oh, boy. That's a tough one, actually. Pollard and Wilson completely underperforming. Mixon could be good. As I stated, Collins is good. It's a good trade. I think, I'm, I think I'd rather probably have Pollard and Wilson... Just a little bit on the upside potential. I think they have maybe a little bit of an ups, more upside than the safer floor of the Joe Mixon, Nico Collins stack. So I'm going to go Pollard. I'm going to go Wilson. A little bit sexier names. Let's go that side of things. So I think Husky won that slightly. <coughs> Finally, Tuesday, November 28th, 8.03 in the p.m. Salty Dogs and Jerry Dim Husky at it again. Salty Dog right back and forth. All these fucking players. Salty Dogs trading Saquon Barkley and Puka Nakua. To Husky for Matt Gay, Garrett Wilson, and Raheem Mostert. Oh my god, guys. <laughs> I'd rather have Saquon. I'd rather have Puka. So I think Husky got the better end of that deal. And I know some of this was bye week dependent because I think Saquon, yeah, Saquon's on bye. So I know Scott was trying to fill a hole. Fine, I understand it. But overall, I think I'd rather have the Saquon and Puka side of that trade. Okay, that wraps up trades and transactions. Let's talk about best and worst of the last two weeks. Best and worst of the week. All right, who's had the best two weeks? It's me. I've had the best two weeks. I'm just going to get into it. I've scored the highest. I've set new high points in the year for me twice in a row. Well, it's not me, really. It's the Wiz. The Wiz set new high points for Cabo Ghost twice in a row. And, I mean, got the two wins he needed, kept his playoff hopes alive. I mean, he had the best week. You can't argue it. Who had the worst week? Captain Scurve had the worst two weeks. Two back to back losses. One of them to an arch rival. And in each loss, the first week he had an 89-point loss, the next week he had an 80-point loss. So he hasn't broken 90 points in two weeks. And he's firmly entrenched on the keg watch because of his last two weeks. And I'm, I don't know what he does from here. He's got a good fab. He's got plenty of fab left. But he hasn't made a whole lot of moves. He's the team that's made the least amount of moves on the year. And he's going to have to fight like hell the last two weeks to try to find a win or a couple wins here and get off keg watch. And he's got a tough matchup this week. <sighs> hate to see it my preseason back-to-back championship pick talk about a super bowl hangover let's see if you can get out of it over the last two weeks keep an eye on him because i have faith i believe in him i think he can do it 
But who knows? Be fun to watch. It's a good keg watch coming down to the last two weeks of the regular season. Let's get into some power rankings. Power rankings. All right. We're going to rip through it. Because again, we got a lot to talk about, and I don't want this to be like an hour and a half podcast. No drum rolls. Just going to go for it. Power rankings. Worst to first. 12th place. Captain Skurb. Unchanged from last couple weeks ago. Again, like I said, had the worst two weeks. Fallen in power rankings. Down at the bottom. Looks dire. Needs to find a way to put some points together and find a couple wins. 11th place. Reading Dwayne Bow. Showing signs of life. One and one over the last two. I understand. But still, I mean, I, I, oh, oh, you got CeeDee Lamb who's waking up. You got CeeDee Lamb who's waking up, but we'll see what happens. I still don't think I like the roster very much, especially with Aaron Jones going down. So, keeping you in 11th place. 10th place, down two spots from two weeks ago, Salty Dogs. It's gone poorly, and it's trending in the wrong direction. I've got you in 10th place. 9th place, up one spot from two weeks ago, is the Viceless. He's gotten, he's, he's percolating. Did he get a win in week 11? Yeah, got a win in week 11. Much needed win. Lost last week, but that's okay. I think I've got him in ninth place. And also with the Jonathan Taylor injury, Zach Moss all of a sudden becomes like a top 10 back the rest of the year. So good for him. I like his roster ninth place. Eighth place, up one spot, Cabo goes lurking. Shuffled the deck. So far, so good on the early returns. Let's see if he can keep it rolling into the next week. <clears throat> seventh place unchanged from two weeks ago, cream of the crops. Seven and five, fifth place, I know. But uh I mean it just kind of falls here. Just falls here at seventh. I kinda of like I think I think I got you where I like it. Sixth place down one spot, Gordon Lucko. Again, the Charger stack, it's paying off. It's worked this year. It really has. You can't argue with eight and four. Uh so I mean I gotta show some respect there. Got you in sixth place. Fifth place, down two spots, Jerry Damn Husky. You've just traded yourself all over the place. I'm not even sure who's on your team. I don't even know how to feel about the roster. You do have eye points in the year, so i got to tip my hat to that. But I think I got you falling down here to fifth place. I like the other teams better than yours. Fourth place, Samstown. Solid roster, top to bottom, and Josh Allen is carrying you. And the fu- fucking unbelievable part is, he looks like he's playing like shit, and he's still the number one overall QB. If he actually like puts together like two or three weeks in a row, he's the type of player that could get you hot, get you a ship real fucking quick, just by being hot for a couple, three weeks in a row. And he has the potential to do it. He's one of the few guys in the entire league that has the potential just to put a team on his back. Fucking, and like, what was it? Oh, God. I want to say Darren Sharper, but that's not it. The old fuck, ah, he got a broken leg. He put the team on his back. Anyway, Josh Allen can do that shit. Fourth place. Third place, up one spot, playing for AR. He's getting chirpy. He's getting chirpy. He likes what he's seeing. He was kind of laying in wait before he knew he wanted to lock in his, his fucking season spot. And once it was locked in, now he can start talking a bit, and he's going to let you know he's coming. He's gonna, So keep an eye on him. I'm telling you, I don't want to play a fucking asshole. Second place, down one spot from last week. Straight bumps homie. Got a couple off weeks, you know? And the problem is you can't really... Some of these you can't chalk up to buys. I mean, one of them you can chalk up to buys. You had a buy-pocalypse a couple weeks ago or whatever it was. But last week? What was the excuse for your 89 points? I don't know, baby boy. I don't know. That's why in first place I have three... Stripe life. Yeah, he just lost Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yes, it looks like Justin Jefferson might not return this year, but I still, th- I still, I still think he's he's still got Jalen Hurts. He's still got some guys that he can work around. Uh he's got Saquon now. 
yeah, we'll see what happens. I think he might be able to pull it off. Did he get Saquon? I thought I said that he didn't get Saquon. What the fuck just happened? Did he trade for Saquon? Scott gave him Saquon? Is that what happened? Where's that one? Free Stripe Life. Terry McLaurin, Saquon Barker. Wait, he traded for Salty Dogs. And the Salty Dogs traded back? What is going on here? Uh-oh, do I have bad? I don't have bad info, do I? Free Stripe Life. Who's on your fucking roster? Oh, God. Oh, no. I don't, I don't like this roster very much all of a sudden. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, you still have A.J. Brown. He's got Njoku. He's been good. Boy, I don't know. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. Quick, I'm going to switch this up a little bit. Straight Bumps, home base in one. Three Stripe Life is... I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm dropping. I'm dropping three, three stripe life. Played four AR is in two place. Three stripe life down to third. That's that feels right. That feels right. Okay. That feels right. That's where we're at. Okay. Everybody, calm down. We're good. That's where we got now. All right. So straight bones only playing for AR. Three stripe life round up the top three. That feels a little bit better on the power rankings. Okay. Let's get into a hotline check. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> to check the KML hotline. No voicemails this week. However, I can't share this on podcast because I can't read through all of them, but I was, the KML hotline would like to extend a debt of gratitude to the managers, co-managers of Gordon Lucko for sharing their trip to Las Vegas. It looked awesome. The KML hotline had a great time conversing via the hotline with them, via text message and some SMS messages. Very good stuff, some videos, some pictures. It was tremendous. I appreciate each and every one of them. They were very, very good. Anyway, that wraps up the hotline. Okay. How oh, are we? Let me check a little time check here. Oh, good. We're flying. Look at this. I've only got half an hour yet. Okay. We've been good. I've been trying to go fast. I've been going chop, 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 chop. However, now it's time to slow it down because before we get into the picks, I want to take a moment to talk about the last two weeks of the season, specifically some of the playoff seedings and what's at stake and what people need to be keeping an eye on moving into week 13. Mm. Okay, that feels better. Let's go. So what I did was I buckled down, I got into the lab, and I started crunching some motherfucking numbers. So let's take a step. Let's go. Come with me. Come with, I'll get up out of your seat. Come on. I'm going to open the door. Come on and walk into my computer lab. Let's go. Okay. Week 12 in the books. Week 13 upcoming. If you've looked at the standings, you know what's at stake. You know how tight things are. Going from the top to the bottom. The top is very easy. There's two buys on the line. Four teams probably have the only potential to get those buys. Straight Bomb, Tommy, Three Stripe Life, Playing 4, AR, and Gordon Lucko are the four teams that could possibly get a buy. 
Stray Bombs Homie 3 Stripe Life currently in the driver's seat, and all you need to know is basically just, those, it's, they're basically playing head to head. I don't care about it. I didn't do a tiebreaker, didn't look at, just head to head. 11 wins, two wins out for Stray Bombs 3 Stripe Life guarantees a buy, of course. So playing for AR and Gordon Luggo pretty much need to win out, I would say. Need to win out to get to 10 wins and then hope to get in on some sort of tiebreak. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. On the flip side, at the bottom, the Viceless and Captain Scurve currently vying for the cake. The big thing you need to know here is basically Captain Scurve has to have a three-way tie for the keg. Because they don't lose the head-to-head -head on the Viceless. And they basically need the Salty Dogs to drop back down because they hold the points over the Salty Dogs and the Salty Dogs don't have the tiebreakers that they need over the other people. That's all you need to know. Okay? We all good. Is that true? <laughs> hold on, quick check. I did look at this. Salty Dogs, let's see. They don't have a tiebreaker. They lost... Oh, they beat the Viceless. And they lost to Captain Scurve. Okay. So basically what has to happen is one of these teams has to drop back down. I think Reading Way Boat is pretty safe because I believe he has tiebreakers, head-to-head tiebreakers over Viceless. Nope, he lost the Viceless. I think he's got one over Captain Scurve. Yeah, he beat Captain Scurve. So it's basically going to come down to a head-to-head because -head, the, the other way, remember this works, is there's always seeds each time and it goes back. So blah, blah, blah. If there's three teams together, look at this, blah, blah. I don't need to explain it. Everybody knows how it works. <laughs> How's this segment going, everybody? You getting the information you need? Quite honestly, I wasn't concerned with the top. Quite honestly, I wasn't concerned with the bottom. What I'm concerned with is the middle. I'm concerned with Cream of the Crops, Cabo Ghost, Samstown, Jerry Dem Husky, Salty Dogs, and Reed and Dwayne Bow. Those are the teams that still have a chance at getting the playoffs. And I looked at each one individually. I shouldn't say that. I look at five of them. Okay? Going from the bottom to the top. Reading Dwayne Bow, who's currently in 10th place. Here's the thing he needs to happen to have a chance to make playoffs. It's slim, but he can do it. He needs the Cabo Ghost to lose out and Samstown to lose out. He needs to outscore Samstown by 107 points over the next two weeks and he has to score more points than the Cabo Ghost over the next two weeks, basically because Cabo Ghost and him are essentially tied in points four. If he can pull that off, he's basically looking for a three-way tie at six and six where he is just between those two guys. Those three guys, I should say, Cable Go, Samstown, and Reed and Dwayne Bow, tied at six wins, and then he would get in if he can score enough points to jump Samstown, which is the big thing he has to do. In addition to that, he needs Jerry Dim Husky to basically lose out because he's never going to catch Husky in points, so he can't let Husky get to six wins. And he needs Salty Dogs to lose any game so he doesn't get to six wins. Or if he does to get six wins, he just needs to make sure that he keeps his lead of 120 points. So long story short, Salty Dogs, it really isn't an issue. He needs to win out. He needs Cable Ghost and Samstown to lose out. And he needs to make sure that Jerry Dem Husky doesn't win a game to get to six wins. And also, he needs to outscore Samstown by 107 points. <laughs> Trust me, I know. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Another 4-1 team that has a, technically has a chance is Salty Dogs. 
Salty Dogs needs all the same shit as Ring Rainbow, but he's a fucking miracle. <laughs> he needs all the same shit as Ring Rainbow, but he needs a miracle. He needs to get to six wins. He has to be tied with Cable Ghost and Samstown and nobody else because he's not catching anybody in points. And even if that scenario happens, he's still down 227 points to Samstown. So he has to outscore Samstown by 227 points to have a shot to be the sixth team in on the three-way tiebreak at six wins. Virtually impossible. <laughs> so I think Salty Dogs is out. Reen Duimbo, I do think, has a shot if all those things happen because technically he could outscore Samstown by 107 points. You know, he scores like 130 a couple weeks. Samstown scores like 80. I know it's not, I know it's not a, a, a slam dunk. It's tough to do, but it is possible. Next team up is the five-win Jerry Dam Husky team. Here's what Jerry Dam Husky needs. He needs to win both games, and the Cabo goes to lose out, and Samstown to lose out, because if he does that, then he would be in at seven wins, over, no tiebreak, the six-win teams at Cabo goes and Samstown. So that's, uh, that's scenario one. The second thing that can happen is he has to have Cabo Ghost and Samstown both go one and one, and he goes 2-0 for a three-way tie for that last playoff spot, and then he's in on points four. Or he needs Cabo Ghost to lose out and Samstown to lose out, and he goes one and one, and then if Salty Dogs and Reedway and Bo don't go two and zero, then he goes to points four and he gets in on points four because he'd beat the last team with the points four. I guess the, the yeah 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 he'd be the last team with the points four he'd get in on the you know on the, on basically the tie break that way. Now, the problem with Husky is he has to have a three-way tie for that last playoff spot. It can't be him and one other team because if you look at his schedule, if it's just him and Cabo Ghost, if it's just him and Samstown tied for that last playoff spot, he loses in both of those scenarios on the head-to-head. Cabo Ghost beat him before, Samstown beat him before. So he has to have a three-way tie for the sixth spot. I should say minimum three-way tie. So that's what he's looking to do there. Samstown, Cabo Ghosts. Samstown essentially just needs to make sure he beats Cable Ghost for the last two weeks. He just go 2-0, Cable Ghost go 1-1, one one, Samstown in. He's just got to get in on a wins percentage there. Because Cable Ghost holds the head-to-head -head battle over Samstown. Now the other thing that needs to happen is he could also get in the sixth spot if there's a three-way tie that includes cream of the crops because then it opens up second playoff spot the five six he'd get on a points four over at the cable ghost cable ghost would be out well with that true hold on a second let me look at something so if there's a three-way tie between bill main and turo it would go to points four because i played bill twice so it's uneven games against points four scenario right now Turo has roughly a 110 point lead over Cream of the Crops and Cabo Ghosts. Therefore, go to points four, he'd be the fifth. Then it would go to the last the last one between Bill and Maine. Maine's already lost to Bill once this year, I believe. Checking. Yes, Maine's are. Oh no, I beat Bill. Oh, I beat Bill. So basically, I can't let Bill beat me unless I outscore him the last two weeks because I would go to points four if you're one and one. Oh, there's some scenarios. There's some scenarios. 
There's some scenarios there. Basically, Bill just needs to win one, he needs to get eight wins, and he'll be solid. Now, finally, the last thing I want to talk about. I know everybody's going to ask questions about this again in the chirp. I'll try to save the file, try to rock everybody through it if they really need to see it again, but that's what we're looking at. Now, there is a scenario where that last playoff spot is determined this week. What needs to happen for that scenario is the Cabo Ghosts win. Samstown loses, and Jerry Dam Husky loses. If those three things happen, Cabo Ghost is locked into the sixth seed. Week 14 doesn't matter for playoffs. Because even if he loses and Samstown wins, they still end up tied at 7-7. Tiebreaker goes to Cabo Ghost. It wouldn't be a three-way tie. I had to feed that through so many computers to figure that shit out, let me tell you. Thank you for coming to my computer lab as we walk through that. So yeah, so there's a lot on the lines. Very interesting here the last couple weeks. We will do a full scenario breakdown when there's only 64 permutations left heading into week 14 where I can figure out the buys, I can figure out the keg watch stuff. But right now there's just so many moving parts, so many points could go either way, blah, blah, blah. It's a little too early to talk about that, but I can talk about the last playoff spot, which is what I just did. I don't have new beats for you. Next week, I promise us some new beats. This week, we're just going to go random. I don't know where we're going to pick, but we'll figure it out as we get into the picks for week 13 of the KML. Blue 20! Blue 20! Picks and predictions. Let's just go uh, uh, this one. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I already played this one earlier. This is, this is another stutter one. Okay, whatever. Let's go. First game up. We're going to talk about is Cream of the Crops, 7-5. and five. Oh, by the way, we're not talking about that game first. Oh, that's what I did. Hold on a second, everybody. Let's get this going over here. Okay, we're ready again. You guys ready to do this again? I am. Let's try this again. Ready? Week 13. KML picks. Buckle the fuck up. Because only two weeks remain. Last two weeks, I went eight and four. That brings us to 36 and 36 on the year, back to 500. And let me tell you about this game we're going to talk about. It's a doozy. First game up I want to talk about is Jerry Dim Husky, 5 and 7 8th place, going against the Vices, 3 and 9 11th place. And you've never seen a clash of two Titans like this one. These are two teams that are better than their record show. 
Projected points in this one, 104.9 to 97.6 in favor of Jerry Dam Husky. They played previously in Week 2. Husky took that one down, 139 to 105.59. If these two teams had played every single motherfucking week, Husky would have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 wins, 3 losses. All-time head-to-head record between these two very nice individuals. Jared versus Moto favoring Moto. Six in four in the Battle of East of Olio. Let's break it down and see what we're working with here. Patrick Mahomes for Jared M. Husky going against Sam Howell for the Viceless. Listen, I got to take Mahomes. I know Howell's been better on the year, but on a per game average. Mahomes averaging 19 points. Howell only 18.1. You got to go with Mahomes at Green Bay. Even though Howell gets Miami, it could be closer than you think, but I'm going to give the edge to Mahomes. Running back position, Zach Charbonnet at Dallas. Yeesh. Zach Moss at Tennessee. Wee! <laughs> Tony Pollard at Seattle for Husky. David Montgomery at New Orleans for the Viceless. Eh. I am giving the edge to Zach Moss and David Montgomery. Zach Moss, people forget how fucking good he was when Jonathan Taylor was out. Now it looks like Jonathan Taylor very well could be done for the year. So I'm taking Moss, I'm taking Montgomery. Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua for Jerry Dim Husky. <laughs> the stack against the Cleveland defense against Jalen Waddle and Chris Olave, who I believe is not going to play, but he's in there right now. So it'll probably be Jalen Waddle and Amari Cooper, who I believe might not play. What, what are you going to do? Do you need a, do you need a t- wide receiver? Uh, I'm going to take Cooper. I'm going to take Nakua. I'm going to take Cooper. I'm going to take Nakua. Oh, you got Jaden Reed in there. That could be kind of fun, too. All right. So, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Cooper and Nakua. I think I like that better. Well, Waddle gets Washington, but he hasn't put together a lot. He's going to be a... I'm taking Cooper. I'm taking, uh, taking Nakua. Cup and Nakua. Cup and Puka. Give it to me. Uh, George Kittle, the tight end position for Jerry Dem Husky going against Cade Auden. I like Kittle. He's been good this year. Three on the year. Jamar Chase in the flex. Going against Amari Cooper. Uh, I still It's Jamar Chase. I don't know what the, the quarterback situation in, in uh, Cleveland looks like right now. So I'm going to take Jamar Chase. Cowboys get to feast on Seattle. And Jake Moody kicks at Philadelphia for Husky. 49ers at Philadelphia. Tough matchup. And Will Lutz at Houston. I'm taking Cowboys at Seattle. Who do I think that wins this one? Uh, I like Moto's advantage at running back. I think the QB can hang. Wide receivers is a little bit of a disadvantage. I think I'm going to take... This is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to take the Husky. I'm going to take Jerry Dam. And I think it's going to be on the back of special teams performance. I think kicker for Moody, I think Cowboys is going to lead the way, and I think it's going to be the biggest difference in this matchup. And I think Jerry Dimhusky can pull it out based on those two guys. Cowboys at Seattle could get ugly. I guess Seattle at Cowboys. It could get ugly. Give me Husky. He moves on. Let's go ahead and get into our next game. These nuts. <laughs> Got him. <he>. Got him. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay.
Next game up, cream of the crop, seven and five, fifth place, three stripe life, nine and three, second place. Projected points in this one currently sit at 93.8 for cream of the crops, 101.8 for three stripe life. However, cream of the crops has no tight end. All right, here we go. These two teams played in week two like every other team I'm about to talk about. Cream of the Crops narrowly edging three-stripe life, 115 to 113. If these two teams had played every single week, three-stripe life will have won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wins, four losses. All-time record Bill versus Vit favoring Vit, eight wins, five losses. You gotta love that symmetry. I know it's not perfect, but it's close. Listen, life is full of imperfections. You need to learn to see beauty in the little imperfections. Stop striving for perfection. God damn it, you guys have no fucking idea. Jordan Love at Kansas City for Cream of the Crops got up against Jalen Hurts. Come on. It's the Hurts, boy. Ramondre Stevenson and Jamar Gibbs for Cream of the Crops got against Isaiah Pacheco and DeAndre Swift. I like Stevenson. I like Gibbs. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Swift gets San Francisco. Pacheco hasn't been that great. He's an RB1. He's 12 on the year, but I still think Stevenson and Gibbs, I think they're trending up. I like the direction they're going in. Tyreek Hill and Tyler Lockett for crops going against A.J. Brown and Demario Douglas. Boy, I love the Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown head-to-head thing. Although, Tyreek Hill gets Washington, A.J. Brown gets San Francisco. Give me Tyreek Hill and Tyler Lockett for cream of the crops. Tight end position, three-stripe life has Evan Ingram. Cream of the Crops has nobody. Give me Evan Ingram. Chuba Hubbard at the flex position with Cream of the Crops. Going up against David Njoku. Give me Njoku. Commanders at my... What are you doing? Will you stop with the fucking Commanders? What are you doing? <laughs> don't play the Commanders' defense. They're ranked 31 on the year. I don't know what you saw to play the Commanders against Dallas last week. I don't know what you see to play the Commanders against Miami this week. Literally any other defense on the fucking waiver wire is better than the Commanders at Miami. Get them out of there. Oh my god. Talk about a man who's given up on the year. I'm sorry, you might not even pick up a tight end. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts no tight end this year. Unbelievable. Packers at KC. You're starting the Packers at Kansas City. Ah. Oh. I can't. I don't even want to pick this fucking game. Special teams horse shit. Who do I think wins this? I think it's Cream of the Crops. I think it's Cream of the Crops. Because I basically, the biggest thing I think is I think Vitaly is getting his Hurts, his DeRoundry Swift, his AJ Brown, his big hitters have to go against San Francisco this week. And I don't know how it's going to work out. It scares me. So I'd rather go with Tyreek Hill against Washington. I'd rather go with, you know, Ramondre Stevens against the Chargers. Give me cream of the crops. I'm taking them there to win in, an, in a tight one, though. Let's check some game times. Sunday, ooh, Sunday night, Jordan Love. <laughs> wow. Ooh, Jordan Love versus Isaiah Pacheco. Monday night, Evan Ingram pucker? I still think I like Cream of the Crops. Let's go Cream of the Crops. Let's be bold. Let's be bold. Next game, let's move on to game number three. These nuts. Ha! Got him! Ha! 
classic. Next game up, Gordon Lucko, 8 and 4, 4th place. Reading Dwayne Bow, 4 and 8, 10th place. Projected points in this one, 106.2 to 109.1 in favor. Oh! Reading Dwayne Bow! Gordon Lucko in week two. Got another bullshit 90 point win, 92.55 to 86.12. Let's take a quick look. Let's take a quick look down memory lane of the Gordon Lucko team. How many. How many bullshit wins does he have? Let's just take a let's just take a look, see, just for fun, you and me together. Let's check it out. Just read down through these. Okay, here we go. Week one, one eighty-seven points. Week two, one ninety-two points. Week twelve, one ninety-seven. Okay, so you only had, only had like three shitty wins. Only three sub one hundred point wins. What have I done? Jesus, even I don't have sub. I have, my lowest the win was 91 points, and I had one of them. Jesus Christ, this fucking guy. This fucking guy. Three fucking wins less than 100 points. Does anybody have more sub 100 point wins than Gordon Luck? Oh, quick, hold on, this is, bear with me. Nope, none for fucking Wingus, okay. None, no, no sub 100 point wins for Wingus. Only one sub 100 point win for Cabo Ghosts. No sub win, sub 100 point wins for Captain Scurve. No sub 100 point wins for Samstown. One sub 100 point win for Jerry Dim Husky. 81 points. Jesus fuck. One sub 100 point win for Reading Dwayne Bow. No sub 100 point wins for Salty Dogs. Two sub 100 point wins for Vitaly, however, one of them was 99 points, so that didn't really count. That's on the cusp. That's essentially one. Cream of the Crops. Two sub 100 point wins, but again, one was 99.2. Playing for AR. One, two. Two sub 100 point wins. One was 95. Viceless. One sub 100 point win. So Gordon Lucko. Everybody else has essentially one sub 100 point win on the year. Gordon Lucko's got fucking three. Unbelievable. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. Anyway, if these two teams had played every single week, Gordon Lucko would have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins, five losses. All time record. Rob versus. Rogers, nine wins, three losses, one tie in favor of Rob. God, I hate that tie. Fucks up all my spreadsheets. Ridiculous. All right, let's take a look at it, guys. Justin Herbert at the quarterback position for Gordon Lucko going against Trevor Lawrence. Give me Herbert. Position four on the year. Good for him. Rashad White and Brees Hall for Lucko going up against Aaron Jones and Jalen. Is Aaron Jones playing? Hold on a second. I thought Jared Jones was done for the year. He's playing? Hold on. There's no way. There's no way. He sprains MCL. He's done for at least another week. So give me Rashad White. Give me Brees Hall. Keenan Allen and Cortland Sutton for Gordon Lucko. Going up against CeeDee Lamb and Brand Ayuk. It's CeeDee. It's Ayuk. And it's big. Eh, I shouldn't say big. Keenan Allen's over there. But it's CeeDee. It's Ayuk. Tight end position. Taysom Hill. Going up against Kyle Pitts. It's Taysom Hill. Come on. 
still, I gotta respect Rodgers for just rolling out Kyle Pitts week after week after week. It's the, it's been the same. You never had anybody else, have you? It's been Kyle Pitts the entire way. Chris Godwin with the flex position for Lucko going against Tank Dell. Tank Dell? Oh yeah, Tank Dell. Very good. I thought it was Tank Bigsby for a second. Tank Dell, big old check mark. I hate Chris Godwin. He sucks. Wide receiver 40 on the year and he hasn't been hurt. Jaguars at Cincinnati and Nick Folk. Don't like don't mind the Jaguars matchup. Dolphins get Washington and Harrison Bucker at Green Bay. Give me Jaguars at Cincinnati. I kind of like that. Because Sam Howell's going to throw the ball around a little bit. But he's going to make some mistakes too. But yeah, give me Jaguars at Cincinnati. I like that side just a little bit better. Who do I think wins this one? Let's see. So he's got that. He's got the running back advantage. He's got the wide receiver. So really, it's because the wide receiver can see the and Brandy score enough to buoy the rest of the team to get by. Rashad White, Brees Hall. Who are you going to start at running back when... Uh, Oh God! Oh no! What are you gonna What are you gonna do? I guess you're gonna start Dylan. You start Dylan if Jones is out. Okay. Ah, taking Gordon Lucko. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it, Ringwebo. Taking Gordon Lucko. Taking every away team so far. Yeah, I'm taking Gordon Lucko, and you know what? I think it might be another sub 100 point win. I'm taking the upset. I'm taking Gordon Lucko, and I think he can win with, like, 95 points. Gordon Lucko. Getting the win. Locking it in. Let's go ahead and get into game number four. These nuts. <laughs> Got him. <he>. Got him. <he. laughs> okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Game number four in week 13 of the KML. Cabo Ghost going up against Salty Dogs. Cabo Ghost, six and six, sixth place. Salty Dogs, four and eight, ninth place. Projected points in this one, 108.7 for the Ghost, 95.3 for the Dogs. In week two, the Dogs got by the Ghost, 121 to 96. Is 121 the high points for the Salty Dogs on the year? Quick check. Bear with moi. Nope, he scored 130. It was the second highest points in the year for the Salty Dogs. Let's take a look at this matchup. If they had played every single week, Salty Dogs will have won one, two, three, four, five wins, seven losses. All-time record... Maine versus Scott, favoring Maine, 11 wins, 5 losses. Checking this one out. Let's take a look. Quarterback position, Dak Prescott going up against Kyler Murray. I love the matchup. I really, really do, but I'm going to take Dak Prescott. He's been on fire, and he gets to go to Seattle, or Seattle gets to come there, and he's going to fucking destroy him. Brian Robinson Jr. and Kyron Williams for the Ghosts going up against Joe Mixon and Raheem Mostert. Kyron gets Cleveland. We got a Brian Robinson and Raheem Mostert head-to-head. I think I like Mixon. I think I like Mostert better in that scenario. Debo Samuel and Amaro St. Brown for the Ghost going up against Terry McLaurin and Nico Collins. I like Debo and I like Amon Ra, of course. Juwan Johnson at the tight end position for Cabo Ghost going up against Pat Fryermuth. I like Fryermuth a lot better, especially against Arizona. Arizona sucks. And I think they give up a ton of points to the tight end position. Najee Harris gets Arizona as well against Garrett Wilson. Ooh, 
I think I like Najee. I think I like Najee to outscore Garrett Wilson. I'm taking Najee in that scenario. Jets defense at Atlanta. Riley Patterson kicks for Cabo Ghost. Saints get Detroit and Matt Gay at Tennessee. I'm taking Jets and I'm taking Riley Patterson. Who do I think wins this matchup? I got to take myself. I got to take, well, it's not even my team anymore. I got fired. I got fired a few weeks back. It's not my team, but stay hot. Stay with the Wiz. Taking every away team so far this year. Or this week, locking in the Cabo Ghost to win. Let's take a quick look at the, the times just because. Thursday, no primetime games. Oh, the Cowboys play on Thursday? Yuck. I don't like that. Monday night, Joe Mixon. All right. Yeah, this, is, this is kind of a boring matchup, honestly. I'm taking Cabo Ghost. Let's go ahead and get into the Keg Watch game of the week. The Keg Watch Game of the Week. Keg Watch Game of the Week. Oh, we probably need some music behind this one, don't Let's do uh, this one. That feels better. Keg Watch Game of the Week is Captain Scurve at 3 9, 12th place against Samstown, 6 6, 7th place. Projected points in this one, 64.8 to 106.3. Yeah, you heard me right. 64.8 to 106.3. And the only players that Minot currently doesn't have starting is a wide receiver two and a kicker. Oh my goodness. In week two, Captain Scurve actually beat Samstown 119 to 97. If these two teams had played every single week, Captain Scurve will have won one, two, Three wins, nine losses. Oh boy. All time record, Minot versus Turo. Favoring Minot, eight wins, seven losses. Has Minot packed it in? There was no waiver ads today. There's been no moves for trades. He's in absolute bye week hell. He's got guys on bye everywhere. Oh, this team. He's currently starting. <laughs> oh, no. Why that you're in trouble? Oh, no. <laughs> Bye week hell. Monet currently has. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Everybody, do yourself a favor. I'll talk about it, but do yourself a favor. Just go look at Monet. I've never seen a bye week hell like this. He has two people on by, including his entire bench, except for one person who's Will Levis. <laughs> oh, no. Wow, I don't know what you're going to do. Okay, Mana has some work to do here. He's got some work to do. Why, do I even break this game down? Sure, quarterback position, Tua Tungavailoa for Captain Scargo against Russell Wilson. Give me Tua, and it's got to be big against Washington. He's going to have to have a big advantage there against Russell. Running back position, he's starting Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears. Going against Austin Eckler and James Conner. Give me Eckler, give me Conner. Josh down at the wide receiver position and somebody else TBD. Going up against DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Smith. It's Hopkins and Smith. Tight end position, Dalton Schultz, who's come back. Is he the one with broken arm? No, he's not the one from broken arm. Dalton Schultz coming back with Travis Kelsey. It's Travis Kelsey. Flex position, Gibson going against Kamara. It's Kamara. Eagles at San Francisco and Justin Tucker on a bye against Steelers at Arizona. Brandon Off. It's Steelers. It's oh my God. Oh no. Oh no. 
Oh, it's Samstown. Oh, it's Samstown. Oh, it's Samstown. Oh, no. Wow, I've never, oh boy. Wow, okay. Poor mine, at, at the worst possible time when he's fighting for the keg, he's got his bi-week hell. Whew, that's a tough one, man. I did not realize until I looked at it. All right, let's get in game of the week. Behold, you sons of bitches. It's the KML Game of the Week. KML Game of the Week. Week 13 of the preseason. Straight bums home me playing for AR. 9-3 to 8-4. Straight bums home me 9-3 first place playing for AR. 8-4 third place. This is a matchup that we could see again in a few short weeks come playoff time. It's almost like a playoff preview. Projected points in this one, 95.7 for straight bums, 103.6 for playing for AR. They had played one time previous week two, you know it, 136 to 80. Straight bums on me laying the smack down on playing for AR. These two teams might play three times this year. It's well within the realm of possibility. Let's see if Joel can even the score heading into the playoffs. If these teams had played every fucking week, Straight Bums told me we would have won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins, five losses. It's pretty damn close. I'm not going to lie. All-time record, Wingers first, Joel favoring Wingers, seven wins, three losses. Looking down here. Oh, projected points are wrong because Wingus still doesn't have QB. TBD QB against CJ Stroud. It's CJ Stroud. Christian McCaffrey and Travis Etienne for straight bums going against Devon Achan and Bijan Robinson. Boy, that makes Joel's dick hard. You just know he looks at that and he starts filling up. That said, I think it's McCaffrey and I think it's Etienne, but what a matchup. Love that matchup. Mike Evans, Christian Kirk at the wide receiver position for straight bums going against Calvin Ridley and Michael Pittman Jr. I like Evans. I like Kirk. I know it. I like the Ridley and Kirk head-to-head, but still I think I lean Evans and I lean Kirk. Tight end position. Let me talk about it. it. Sam Laporta against Jake Ferguson. It's Sam Laporta. Javante Williams at the flex position against DK Metcalf for playing for AR. Is, is this the week DK, DK wakes up against Dallas? I don't think so. Give me Javante Williams. Falcons get the Jets and Jake Elliott at San Francisco for straight bums. Playing for AR has the Chiefs at Green Bay and Brandon McManus. I'm taking the Falcons at the Jets and Jake Elliott. Who do I think wins this playoff matchup? This is an awesome game, by the way. This is, this is the game of the week. Let's see. CJ Stroud, checkmark. Running backs over there, checkmark. Wide receivers, checkmark. Tight end position, checkmark. It's, it's straight bums. It's straight bums. I like straight bums almost up and down the, the roster except for the QB position. So I think it's going to be too much to handle. Taking a look at some box score times here. Let's see. Ooh, a lot of guys going Monday night. Ooh, I love it. Monday night Jags? 
lot riding on Monday night. That's going to be a fun one. I'm going straight bumps, homie. Lock it in. Let's get into some final motherfucking thoughts after this next drop. Final thoughts. Thank you for bearing with me on this extended version of the KMMS cast. Two weeks left. I'm de- I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I wish we were at the halfway point, don't you? Yeah, maybe some of us do. Maybe some of us don't. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, thank you for another edition of the KMMS cast. Keep your eyes on those playoff matchups that I discussed, those scenarios, because it's going to be interesting. Next week, we'll work into all of the 64 possible outcomes. Who's got buys? Who's got nothings? We'll figure out what goes on. Buys and highs is what we're going to call it. Buys and highs. You know the email address. You know the hotline. I don't need to say him again. I'll see you next week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good luck to all the teams. Let's have a good one. Season wrapping up. Playoffs looming. Can't wait to see what happens. Sweet dreams, everybody. Love you. Good night. It's a little piece of shining light.